Welcome to the VA HSRD Investigator Insights podcast series. In this episode, Query Dissemination Coordinator Diane Hanks speaks with research health scientist Maggie Freites of the Gainesville Veterans Rural Health Resource Center. They're discussing her work developing a community-focused triage guide to engage veterans at high risk for suicide in VA mental health care treatment. So your project is focusing on a community approach to suicide prevention. Could you tell us what that means? So just to give you a little bit of background, before being at the VA, I used to do community mental health and uh, I did actually mental health screenings for people in the community that were at risk for suicide. So they had to be admitted involuntarily, and my training was on crisis intervention. So that's what I came from uh, prior to joining the VA as a researcher. And this was general population. So my previous life was all general population, even although veterans would come through. part of it, yeah. So they're part of the general population as well. So I, you know, being in the community mental health area, one of the things that was very common for me to see, and I have continued to see this over time, being a VA person now, is that there's a lot of veterans that do not want to go to the VA for whatever reasons it could be. Maybe they had a bad experience, or some of them have no clue how they get in. Right. The, the reasons why veterans choose not to go to the VA are multiple from it wasn't planned, I just happened to be here because the police picked me up and I said I was, you know. A veteran. Exactly, a veteran and I'm having, I'm struggling and I've been thinking about suicide and this is the facility they brought me to. So many reasons why veterans will end up in the community. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now working at the VA, uh, in research, I've also learned that a lot of people do not know how to access. I don't know if I, you know, I'm not service connected. I don't even know what service connected means. There's a number associated yeah. with your service connectivity. I don't know what that is. Oh, I hear that you need the DD-212. It's like they, there's a lot of jargon that people don't know unless you right. work in the VA. So it puts people off and it's too much work. The VA is a a huge system, very complex, and things are always changing. Yeah. So for example, I've been at the VA for 12 years and over the last 12 years, I've seen a change on the eligibility uh, criteria that has changed in order to VA to be more attractive to younger veterans. So that's serving OEF, OIF, OND. Right. That always thought, oh, the VA is for the older Vietnam veterans. Right. Young veterans don't go. PTSD, you know, they don't identify themselves as someone needing uh, mental health services or services at all. I'd rather get the older people. They need it more than we do. Right. It doesn't matter. VA cares for all veterans. So some people are better than others. And actually, what brought me to he- here today to this conference is that through the innovation network at the VA, we developed a little pocket guide. We went to the community because I came from the community and I knew that when a veteran called and said I need services, and we say, sir, you are a veteran, do you go to the VA for services? We got all kinds of responses as to why they did not. Suicide is a top clinical priority of the right. VA. Unfortunately, the numbers are just not good in terms of veterans committing suicide. And, you know, so the estimate is that 20 veterans die by suicide each day. And 
14 of those have not received VA care in the last year. Wow. That's pretty significant. Yes. So that number and my background in community mental health is what brought me to say, we got to focus on the community. The VA has done an incredible job bringing resources to veterans, whole health initiative, uh, suicide prevention coordinators, the veteran crisis hotline, they have social media campaigns, they've changed their enrollment criteria so anyone that is going to threat crisis can go and they can be seen that same day if they have a non-life-threatening issue going on. So the VA has responded to the need that has been, you know, over the last 20 years that have developed and there are still issues. Right. right. Suicide rates continue to rise. Veterans are still confused as to where do I go? Do I qualify? Mm -hmm. Do I don't qualify? And I figure we need somebody in the community to help us bring those veterans back. Right. And some of them, we won't be able to bring them back. They have perhaps a bad experience and they don't want to go to the VA. Maybe we can change that. Hopefully we can change that. But some veterans don't know how to access services. Right. And... Um, that's how through this innovation project two years ago, I developed this little homemade pocket guide for clinicians to help them figure out how do you help a veteran get connected to the VA. And our main approach was to work with community providers. We work with the University of Florida, which is where, you know, where I'm from, my area. And we work with the community mental health place, which is where I used to work. And said, what are your needs in order for you to better serve veterans, what do you need? And based on those, you know, interviews, and we talked to a lot of people, we developed this little pocket guide, and we did, I think we have like 500 of them, and at an innovation expo at our facility, what we learned was that VA providers wanted and said they needed this guide, because VA providers didn't know how to help veterans either. So we ran out. All the VA providers Yikes. took our little homemade pocket <laughs> right. guys. So we had to go back and print more. We did a little bit of interviews after that and right. we were just really shocked. I never thought that VA providers would have a need for this. And these people from all over, not only just, including mental health people, but yeah. also from all different services, primary care, cardiology, like you name it, women's right. clinic. They feel like, oh wow, like this would be great for me to know this information. So we got local funding from our facility to create a new version of the mental health resources for veterans, quick reference for providers. And it's just like a little flip book with little tabs of the different resources uh, for veterans within the VA. And what we're hoping is that we're gonna have clinic, you know, all clinicians within the VA right. now. So now this one is more targeting the VA clinicians, right. but still, we have come to find out that people are giving them out to veterans. We went yes. to the vet yes. centers, yeah. the homeless programs, even fire departments, police department. Oh, because great. we talk about yes. this is how you triage. This is it's kind of like a little decision tree. Are you a veteran? Right. Are you in crisis? Are you service connected? Yes, go here. No, then these are the steps you're going to follow. So there's a lot of misconception and a lack of knowledge, mm -hmm. not just from mm -hmm. the community, but even from our own clinicians. And again, it's a big system. Each facility works a little bit different, mm -hmm. but we come to find out that if we want veterans to get care, wherever it is, 
doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they want to come to the beer or not. They need to have a way uh, to understand what they're uh, eligible for, how they mm-hmm. were they like call a map. A map. Yeah. And so now we are distributing mm-hmm. this, like I said, within the facility, but also fire department, police department, hospitals, the university, mm-hmm. the, the community college, mm-hmm. homeless shelters, because veterans are everywhere. Now, how about with the, um, with the DOD? Could they give these out to people who are exiting the service? They could. So what I'm hoping is, first of all, that this can serve as a model right. for other facilities. Right. You know, people say, one of the things is that once you print this out, it becomes obsolete. Right, the moment right. you have it in print, something oh, changes. Right. So we were very careful in like we didn't have any names. We just yes. had names of offices General. and programs yeah. and the contact information. So one mm-hmm. of the difficulties of this type of initiative is also the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that we always look. When do you give this out? We did a lot of stuff with mm-hmm. OEF, OIF uh, veterans mm-hmm. that in um, Vistanate, the original from Puerto Rico on. Some people need it right away, but some people just, they just want to move on. Right. So at what point do you intercept these veterans, their families, their communities, mm-hmm. the fire department, the police, so that, you know, it, there's not a, it's not a one answer. It right. varies for everybody. Right. So, so most veterans, especially the younger ones, are they aware that there are VA hospitals? That transition between DOD and the VA has right. improved significantly since over the last 10 years when right. OEF, OIF, OND started mm-hmm. returning. Uh, I think most, you know, I think they know there's a VA. I think a lot of people thought those for the older veterans. So they don't know that they there don't are identify services for younger exactly. veterans. And the VA had to very quickly, you know, they didn't expect all these people coming back with the type of injuries now, you know, the, the, the survival right. rate is, is very high, right, which is great, right. but they're yeah. coming back with all kinds of issues that the VA right. had to quickly adapt and, and come up with, you know, hire right. new staff to treat those as Like TBI was a new... TBI, yeah. you know, the PTSD. Uh, so... I think over the last year, we all, you know, community, the ODBA, we, it's been a, 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 um, a lot of change in a quick amount of time with an incredible need for services, and it's a system that was doing the best it could to be able to quickly develop things mm-hmm. to provide, and it was mm-hmm. rough initially. I think we've come a long way, and the VNL has things like the whole health initiative, and you know, they've changed your eligibility criteria and the suicide prevention coordinators, the amount of services that have been developed now that we better understand the issues mm-hmm. that we're facing with these mm-hmm. younger veterans. Uh, it's just making them aware of It's what's making available. them aware. And because it's such a big system, it is a challenge. How, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many veterans. Uh, how do you, you know, pass on that information? And mm-hmm. who thought that a little booklet yeah. All you know, going I back know. to the basics, right? Uh, where people could quickly look it up. Yeah. Uh, could, could be a tool, and that's the thing. Right. Sometimes we think about technology and apps and this and that and the other, but some people yeah, are not attracted to pocket. that exactly. Yeah. So we just need to be able to provide different approaches because different people gravitate to different right. things. Exactly. Um, were veterans at all uh, helpful when you were? 
putting this mm-hmm. together, did you reach out to veterans to get their input? So, because it's mostly um, the explaining and describing mm-hmm. how you get to the services, who mm-hmm. you can, what does each of these programs mm-hmm. uh, do, most of the input for this version came from from the original two came from providers, but once we put all that together, we gave it to veterans. Yeah. And say, can you look at this and tell okay. us what you think? Yeah. And based on their feedback, we made changes like, oh, I think uh, this part is confusing. So they really help us with the organization of the information. They were able to think of areas that we were not thinking about. For example, um, LGBT, like uh-huh. something yeah. that uh, wasn't on the first version of it. Right. Uh, via veteran feedback, we added uh, the justice outreach programs to veterans that right. are um, jailed for getting whatever out of, reasons. Yeah. So, so yes, we got. So it's really mm-hmm. a collaboration, and I think that's the beauty of research and this type of work. You need everybody's voices, right? Mm-hmm. You can create a program, a service, a little product mm-hmm. uh, with an audience in mind, and then end up realizing that the audience is much bigger than you ever thought, but everybody's voices needs to be part of it. And I think this is what makes this version so much better because we had a year and a half to learn and to get feedback and to make it better. So, And what are your next steps? I am doing a very rough evaluation right now. We have a little survey monkey where with like five questions, what do you think of the size? What do you think of the information, the organization? But then we're doing some a little bit more uh, in-depth interviews, still pretty short mm-hmm. because people are busy. Right. Um, but we got in such great feedback. And again, uh, interesting that like we were talking with the, the director of the mental health clinic at Gainesville, and he says, I think it's great that you're planning a desktop app, but I need this little booklet because I take <laughs> it with me. Based on what we learned, what we want to do is develop a training using this little booklet and again this is just looking at notes for us at Georgia with the potential that this could then be expanded yeah. maybe at the vision level or have you know other facilities you know mm-hmm. reproduce what we're right. doing and implement it across the board but do a training based on this little booklet mm-hmm. and help, help Everybody, VA and community providers, and right. this could also go to the clerks, this could go yeah. to yeah. the cafeteria people, yeah. anybody, anyone can come in touch with a veteran right. and help them you know, understand this is how you would use this guide. This is a triage, so if you come in contact with a veteran that seems in distress, having through a rough time, maybe made some comments that make you feel a little bit concerned for their safety and well-being. These are some questions you can ask them. Are you connected? Mm-hmm. If you're connected, what is your primary care provider? Let's give them a mm-hmm. call. So do a, a warm um, handoff mm-hmm. to somebody that is in a position to get mm-hmm. this person services right then and right. there. As opposed to say, well, why don't you call the general number and tell them what your issue is yeah. and you, yeah. they'll connect you. Yeah. We know that when you say, you go ahead and call blah, 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 they're not going to do it. So one of the things that we want to get feedback from the veterans is, in your experience as a veteran, what type of VA employee, clinician, mm-hmm. clerk, uh, maintenance people, who you think needs to get this training? Mm-hmm. So we started identifying who, who's going to mm-hmm. be, who are we going to be training, and then teach them how to use this guide so that 
if and when they come mm-hmm. in contact with a veteran that is in a crisis or at risk for suicide, they can use this little guide and say, okay, sounds like, you know, based on, you know, this set of questions that you asked because you read the mm-hmm. guide, uh, you could call, um, let's see, the women's clinic, and this is the number, and you could potentially make the phone call with them or mm-hmm. hand them a phone and dial the number. So there are some strategies that we can do to make sure that we just don't send them out with a number. Right. Or here, right. here's a book. Take it home. Yeah, take it and home hopefully and read it. you can <laughs> yeah. find what you need there. Mm-hmm. We want to engage them. We want them to come back. We want them to get services. We mm-hmm. don't want those 14 people, veterans out there, mm-hmm. you know, ending their lives because they feel helpless and hopeless. Right. So, so we're going to, the plan is to do a training so that people know how to use the guide. Right. We want to empower VA employees and community employees to feel that I can Help. do this referral yeah. myself instead of, for example, entering a consult. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and then, so we want to get, uh, once we do that study, we want to get feedback on is the information we're presenting what people need to feel empowered mm-hmm. to, you know, do a direct referral on the mm-hmm. spot? Uh, and is it really helping with the referral rates mm-hmm. uh, to direct services as opposed to go call the V and figure it out? Right. Uh, and is it decreasing the amount of consults that go right. for mental health for somebody else? So you got to tell your story again. Right. So we're trying to make it, you know, increase access to services and care on the spot. So this is the idea, and we're going to meet with the veterans and engage with them and get their yeah. feedback. What do they think? Do they think this would work? And, you know, they are out there in the community. Tell us right. what, what are we missing? What are we not seeing here? What right. have we not considered yet? The views and opinions expressed in the preceding podcast are concerned with the scope of recently concluded or ongoing VA HSRD funded research and do not necessarily reflect current or to be implemented VA policy. To learn more about this research, visit the VA HSRD website at www.hsrd.research.va.gov.